Shut up, Jackson. What's up, everybody, and welcome into episode 56 of the We Like the Pain podcast, a show about two pretty happy teams. I'd say so. Those, of course, would be the Houston Texans and Jacksonville Jaguars. Fives are good, Sam. Fives are huge. I am one of your hosts, Oscar Barkas. I'm your other host, Sam McFadden. Oscar, it feels good. The Jacksonville Jaguars are owners of the second longest win streak in the NFL right now. Okay. Uh, I believe we're one of, like, four teams that have even won multiple games in a row right yeah. now. Uh, we've won four in a row. Five and two. Yeah. Vibes are really good in Duval right now. Duval? Woo! Uh, yeah, and we play the Steelers this week, and I'm ready to get hurt. Oh, man. The Steelers have also won plenty of games, and they just happen... They just... As bad as they seem to play, they win games. So it could be a frustrating Sunday. Yeah, but your offense is good enough. Yeah, it's fair. Their defense is great. We can talk about this when we get to yeah, the Jaguars. Yeah, okay, okay. But yeah, vibes are, vibes are good all the way around. Uh, NBA season started, although the... Our beloved Spurs did not get the W last night. Saw a lot of positive things. Came I'm close. Sure we can discuss. Came close. Um, the Rangers beat the Astros, and now they're in the World Series. Yup, yup, against my D-backs. Love it. Love it. My Arizona D-backs. Um, that's exciting, I guess, if you like baseball. Um. <laughs> uh, my fun fact of the week concerning the Diamondbacks is that they became a franchise the year, I believe, the year after the Cowboys were in the NFC Championship the last time. Sure. In that time, they have made it to the World Series, won the World Series, had a huge break of being one of the worst teams in baseball, and now have made it back to the World Series all All before before the Cowboys made it back to the NFC Championship. So. Yup. And this year is likely to be no different. What? The NFC is bad. They are. The whole NFL is bad. But so that includes the Cowboys. Yeah. So as much as I still believe in my boys, I just don't know why I would ever think that they're going to make it that far. My entire life has proven me otherwise. Yeah. I think it's, uh, it's at the point you got to see it to believe it. All right, I've got a quick question for you, Oscar. Okay, yeah, hit me. What would what would your favorite team have to do, short of like scandal, like 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 it can't be like a Deshaun Watson situation or something like that? What, oh, we got Lady in the picture. What, I'm sure uh, you guys heard the wines. Could your favorite team, the Texans, the Spurs, anyone do do something or be so bad at a sport to make you stop being a fan of? No, I'm, I mean, I threaten that all the time, but I never mean it. That's true. I've heard, the, I, if I had a dollar for every time I heard Oscar Barker say, I've, I'll stop being a Texans fan, I'd You'd have... You'd have like 15 bucks I'd have right quite now. a few dollars, yeah. and it never happens. Um, I will say, had the Texans stuck with Deshaun Watson through that whole drama, right. and they really didn't have the choice, because he said he would never play for us again, right. before it all came out, 
Um, but had they figured out a way to stick with him, I probably would not be a Texans fan anymore. Sure. But we didn't. So I... Sure. You also said that. short of... Right. Outside of them backing someone awful or, yeah. uh, you know, all that sort of thing. No. Or like an owner situation like the Clippers had a couple years ago or something like that. Outside of all that sort of thing. Yeah. I think I agree with you. I Like if the Cowboys or the Jaguars were just terrible forever, which they both are... It sucks. It's not going to stop anything. But still going to watch it, it every goes week. Into my, it goes into my whole, like, if you're going to start watching a new sport, you have to pick the teams you could pick from strategy of they have to be terrible. They have to act, legitimately be pretty bad. Yeah. Um, and that's just, you can't, I don't know. I don't even know what it's like to back a, like, perennial superstar team. Because most of the Spurs years I remember are after most of our championships. It's like they Fair. were they were super good. But it's not like we were winning titles every single year. Yeah, like so I, 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 I remember know. 07. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. And I was definitely around for the 14. 14 was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the majority of the Spurs basketball I can remember was when we were still very good. Yep. And then it, it, it was very obvious that we were about to fall off a cliff, and then we did fall off a cliff. Yep. And now we're working our way back. We win the title this year. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take section of the show. Okay. My <laughs> You're going to get disappointed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Listen. My hot take of uh, we have a better uh, record than the Mavs this year is not looking great after one game. I'll admit that. It was damn close, though. It was close. Yep. We looked pretty good. Yep. Um, my quick question for you... We're approaching the trade deadline of the NFL. Yep. I'm uh, frankly surprised no big trade has happened yet because there are some big names on the market. Um, I'll, I'll open it up to basketball, too. Is there a trade that you would like to see? And it, let's, let's say no homer trades because I, you could say, like, I'd like Giannis to be on the Spurs. Sure, like a, sure. It's got to be something realistic. Realistic. Um, oh... Uh, that's a good question. It's a really good question. Doesn't I, even have to involve the Jag. This negative. is this is like this is unreasonable because we're not going to make this trade. Um, but it's a player that's you know he's he's really good. He's just not like a superstar. You know the type of player that we could really use on the Spurs right now. Sure, Derek White. Yeah, wouldn't he be great on the Spurs right now? He would be our starting. And that point was guard. years ago before we got rid of Dejounte and like who's he was going to be gone by now anyway. Yes. But I watch him play for the Celtics. I'm like, that's exactly who we could use. He's like, also he's... like 30, I believe. Yeah, which so, is that's fine. Which that's is fine. fine. Like he he's he got would, another five years. He would add a lot to the Spurs team, but there was I mean I saw someone talk about Dejounte Murray how he would have been great in a big three with Devin Vassell and he also Levy. would yeah that would, would be, be great. awesome, but the Spurs made the requisite. Sacrifices. They yeah, let their guys yeah. go. You know, and if we had Derek White on the team or Dejounte, maybe we aren't as we aren't bad enough. You know, we probably aren't bad enough to get probably win five more games and then have worse lottery odds. So. Um, but it's just funny because I'm not certain that Trey Jones is the starting caliber point guard that we need around the Ooh, team for years. I, I disagree. I, he, he played, not for years. He, not for years. Right I know. Now. Maybe he starts the season, but he's not. He's not what I picture in our future, for our future at the position. Yeah. Derek White is much more 
much closer to what I would like to see. And see, he's. I think Trey Jones a has a lot of Derek White in him. I think Derek White is better than Trey Jones is. For sure, because he's eight years older. Okay. Yeah. We don't need to argue about Trey Jones. We can okay. move on. We can move on to your part of this quick question. Okay. Um, I think that it's almost a guarantee that Brian Burns gets traded next week. Yeah, I don't know why they would. So. I think before I even ask, before I even get into why, what trade I'd like to see, the Rams offered the Panthers two first-round picks for him last year. They did, and he was he was going to be a free agent after the season. Yep. And they said no. Okay. They franchise tagged him, so he's got another year left on this, the last year of his deal. Okay. And they're not going to get two first-round picks for him this no. time around. The Rams offered two first-round picks for a guy who's going to be a free agent? And you I mean, that they were terrible they, at football? They would have extended him, obviously. You don't make that trade without doing that. It's just interesting. Well, they Seems did, like bad practice from a team that usually is pretty good about this stuff. They didn't have a first-round pick in this most recent draft, so they were bad. But they weren't that bad at the trade deadline. And they also wouldn't have traded a pick that was going to be good. Sure. Probably. Anyway, they're not going to give two firsts. You're right. They're not. I think the current projected asking price is a first and a third. Okay. I think a lot of teams should do that. Sure. He's, he's a really good edge rusher, which is a premium. I think the Texans should probably <laughs> do that. Uh, a couple weeks ago, it was Chase Young. Yes. Now it's Brian Burns. So you just like to see a the Texans edge should right trade out. for an edge, okay? I, which I agree. I think that'd be a great idea. We are top ten in pressure rate and uh, have the second lowest sacks in the league, I believe. Yeah, that sounds about right. So we're getting to the quarterback. We're just not converting, and that that is something that is not super sticky. Like yeah. it'll change. Will Anderson will have a game in the next couple probably, where he has two or three sacks. Yeah, he probably have more sacks in the second half of the season. Uh, um, but he would be helped a lot by having a top-tier edge rusher across from him. Certainly. I like it. I like it a lot. But you're right. There's, you know, 30 teams that could use Brian Yeah. Burns. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I really doubt that the Texans invest even more high-end draft capital on an edge when we did that for Will Anderson. Yep. But I would love to see us trade a second-rounder for Chase Young or a third-rounder for Daniil Hunter or something in that atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, my question was going to be if it was a first and third for Brian Burns or a second for Chase Young, which would you rather do? (sighs) That is a... Tougher discussion than most people probably think it should be, just based on draft capital. But one of them's actually done stuff in the NFL. Yeah, and the other Chase Young was the defensive rookie of the year. He has the top end talent. He's also super injury prone, and he's a year older. Mm -hmm. Whoever we trade for, if it's going to be one of those guys, or if we trade for Daniel Hunter, probably all these guys are on the last year of their contract. We'd be extending them. Yeah. It probably differs, the contract we dole out, Certainly. depending on the guy. Um, but I would like us to see us. I would like to see us at an edge. Is kind of my. I'll conclusion. put in. I Chase Young scares me more than in, any of those guys. 
That's fair. And so I think I would rather the other two because of that. Yeah. I can see the upside. And if it works, it works great. But I don't love trading for injury-prone guys. Yeah. Just in general. No, that's fair. Yeah. And the Texans have plenty of those on the team already. So Yeah. So. Good Lord. All right. Let's hop into news and notes. News and notes. Any huge injuries? Um... The well, one that we didn't mention last week was Justin Fields. We didn't mention that on the yeah. pod. Tyson Badgett started for him, and of course the Bears won that game. Yeah. It's just awesome. Their second win in the last 18 games uh, they've played. Huh? Um, and last I checked, this may have changed because it's been a couple of days, was that Justin Fields was still questionable to play. He's doubtful. Yeah, so it, it's gonna be another, like it's probably going to be Tyson Badgett again. Another week of the money badger. I'm in. I'm fully in. He, uh... For those of you who don't know, because only sickos know this, his dad was a multi-time arm rest, world arm wrestling champion. Yep. If you've seen a picture of him, he looks like the fittest dude on earth. He looks like he arm wrestles. Yeah. Tyson leads the NCAA in career passing yards and touchdowns. Yep. Now, he did play for a Division II school. Um, but you could see on Sunday, they, uh, their backup quarterback was PJ Walker and they cut him to let Tyson be the second string. You could see why he's good. Yeah. Like he's, um, he's He's got the Gardner Minshew. I can't think of another good example. Like. What you need to be a backup quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, he's, he's, he's fine. And, uh, and he'll play this week. Yep. He just feels to come get healthy again, and they will sit him back down on the bench. Of course. Uh, <laughs> of course. We don't have to worry about that. We'll get plenty more Justin Fields to watch. This Unless this they wanted to hire Urban Meyer, and then Urban would have an open quarterback competition between uh, Trevor Lawrence and Gardner Minshew throughout all of training camp. We don't say that name on this spot. Sorry. Yeah. It's part of the pain. Uh, worst, co- worst coach in NFL history. Yeah. 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 There's probably some contenders, but it's he's one of them. Other news, <laughs> other notes. I can't really... Big injuries. I don't think they're... Nothing springs to mind. Um, Nothing really. The biggest thing going on right now is the start of the NBA. We've seen most of the teams play their first game so far. Yep. Some pretty some pretty good matchups. My Nick Bose looks pretty good pretty good against the Celtics. Looks really good. Um, the Spurs, like I said, looked pretty good against the Mavs. Honestly, the Mavericks. I could go on a thirty minute rant about how upset I am with the Mavericks franchise. How many decisions I think they've made since getting Luka that I think are poor decisions for us how I think the team that they have put together when they've had five years with four or five years with Luka is kind of atrocious when you think about it they impressed me last night though I think they look pretty good they had the best offseason since they drafted Luka by a long shot come back to me in 30 games or something fair Come no. back to me at 30. Because I, I thought the Porzingis thing was great. 
Yeah, and I a lot of things are great. I mean, you can knock them because he was injury prone before he joined the team, but he got injured time and time again. I know, I know, and I'm and the, the I keep hearing the argument over and over for the Mavericks of look at their trades; they had to do them. What they're like, they're great. And okay, you could say what you want. They're, they haven't fucking worked yet. Yeah. So at some point, that comes back to the Mavericks. Yeah. So anyway, we don't need to do the Mavericks rant. I'm just <laughs> saying they impressed me last night. Yeah. They looked better than I thought they would. Their defense was terrible. We all expected that. Their offense looked really good. Lively looked a lot better than I thought, I thought he would. I'm impressed. Yeah, Lively, when they drafted him, everyone was like, well, he's not going to contribute immediately. We'll see how it goes. And then you kept hearing rumblings throughout the offseason that looked like he was going to get a chance to start. Yep. He did not last night. Maxi Kleber started quickly. He came in. He, he was... Practically the starter. Quickly flipped that around, and Derek Lively looked great. I mean, he statistically played better than Wemby. The recipe, I mean, the recipe is there, and he did it to a T last night. The recipe is, I play on a team where I'm the center with Luka and Kyrie. We're doing alley-oops, and we're doing putbacks. Yeah. If I can do that, I'm going to have a very nice career here. Yep. If he can, and he did it last night. Yeah. Perfectly. Great offensive rebounder. Was, yeah, annoyingly... Against the Spurs, um, but yes. You know, Spurs probably aren't the best team to test his defense. Right. Because they have two really, really good seven-footers. Um, so that, I mean, lacked a little bit, but can't knock him too much for that. No. Um, he looked good. I mean, John Hollinger, who's one of my favorite NBA followers, called him a Tyson Chandler clone. So that's pretty good. And he did that in one game. <laughs> Well, he... <laughs> I know. Hollinger was very high on life yeah, in the draft. I, I get it. I just, that as for our Spurgles... The Spronks. The Spronks. Um, you know, a lot to like, a lot to not like. The fact that they took this Mavericks team that is all in with a 24-year-old superstar to the last minute yeah. is great. A lot of stuff that needs to be worked on. Uh, I had a lot to say about this before the pod. I won't, he did. I won't say it all here. He I just, did. There were some. There were some lapses that I really hope were rookie moments from Wimby and younger player moments from a couple of other guys, and not simply poor coaching decisions. I hope it's growing pains, and it probably was. You know, we haven't seen what a good team coached by Greg Popovich looks like in quite a while. Yeah. He's older, so he may have lost a step coaching-wise. I don't think that's the case. I don't either. And we'll see pretty quickly. There is always the question of, like, I think last year one of the things people said about the Spurs and that I said about the Spurs was, um, like, they're not trying to win No. at the end of the day. Like, they're going to lose some games that they probably would win if they really tried. What if that's not the case? Yeah, what if we'll they are just What if they just aren't that as good as we think they are? I think they – I think – I don't think that's the case, but it's a question that, that, we'll, that we'll have to ask here going through the first part of the season. Yeah, um, and, and we will see because they are trying to win. I, uh, I think it's pretty cool that the last couple years, especially as we've added more and more talent, young talent to this roster, I've said I think that this is, this is the bones of a good team. A lot of good role players that fit together well. Yep. 
but they don't have the guy to prove that. Well, now this gets to be proved out. And Wemby's 19, and they're not going to be going for a championship this year, although Sam may think that they should. Um, <laughs> this might be their last chance to go, in fact, to go for a high lottery pick. Yep. Um, and we'll see. I, Based on comments made by Greg Popovich, I sort of doubt that they make that decision again this year, but we'll see. We're going to end up in the lottery, though. I, yeah, I, I don't have sure. I don't have any delusions about this season. Yeah, I just simply in a game where I think we can win, I'm going to be upset when I think with, there are decisions made by players or coaches that. Well, you did that last season too. Yeah, yeah. Because we started well, this season, season hot, we were five and two. I remember having the discussion with you. We beat the Sixers like game two or something like that. It was uh-huh. the first one of the first three games of the season we beat the Sixers and you were like, "Hell yeah." And I was like, I was pissed. Oh, you were the other. Yeah, I was yeah. I was pissed. I was the other side. I was pissed because it was like, it's uh, watch, we're going to come down to the end of the season and it's going to be a matter of a couple of games and it was it just ended up working for us. So. Did work in our favor. If we had lost the first pick and it had been by a game or two, I would have come back with the I told you so, but Well, we didn't even have the best odds. No, no. So, maybe so, that's that's the secret. It's how the Pelicans got Zion. Yeah. Well, they were eight. <laughs> that was nuts. <laughs> anyway. Um, um, yeah. Basketball being back is great, though. Especially good because every night. the Spurs are good. Exciting. I, at, the, at the very minimum, exciting. I keep saying this, but I truly feel blessed that the Texans, who we're going to talk about in a second, have this setup where they should. should be good. They should be good for years. And the Spurs have this setup where they should be incredible. Yeah. And I'm you know, I've I've watched really, really shitty product for several years from both teams. Yep. And it's it's a good feeling. Starting to turn out turn our way a little bit. Just knocked on wood because this podcast is named We Like the Pain for a Reason. One of our teams has to be bad. It has to be. The Astros lost the World Series. They took one for the team. They made it to the ALCS. I don't think that counts. Yeah, it does. We're coming off of a, of a dynasty. I it does. That counts. it counts. They did lose to the Rangers, which is kind of embarrassing. Yeah. Can't cheat this year, and they don't actually win. It's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of weird how that works. <laughs> it's a good thing Cade Davis will never listen to this podcast, because Sam would have one angry roommate. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's hop into some Texans talk, why don't we? The Texans sure. are coming off of a bye. Bye week. Well, this used to be, we're Texans Jaguars fan. Bye week was one of the best weeks of the year. Yeah. For a couple years there. We, we don't have to worry about anything. We made the joke every week <laughs> on this podcast. It's a win. No loss is a win. And yeah. frankly, no loss is still a win. Yeah. Um, but you're coming off a of bye week. Who do you guys play this week? The Panthers. How, how do you feel about it, bud? You know, I'm I'm the most confident going into this week that I've been this season. Fair, and that feels bad. <laughs> this is the, this is the exact sort of trap that we fall into. Yeah, the Texans are going to lose this game like <laughs> by 15. We start to see cracks in the CJ Stroud foundation. Oh. No, I but, already told I already told someone the other day the Jaguars play the Panthers like second last week of the season, and we lose that game. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> I do just... not think that the Texans lose this game. Oh. We it's it's the number one versus number two. This is the first game ever that the top three draft picks are playing. Oh wow, that's cool. Which is cool. 
Um, it is, I think, the seventh time ever that the first and second picks play, both having been quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. They always try and make that happen yeah. um, if they can. Bryce Young is looking better. A little bit. A low bar to clear, but he's bit. looking better. Panthers still look terrible. Yeah, I mean, we, we've said it a lot. I, I never thought Frank Reich was a good coach. No. And I thought that the team was talented enough to, you know, you got to win in the first six weeks of the season, though. I thought that they might compete for the division, man. And here we are. They are comfortably the worst team in football. Um, I think the only thing that you kind of have going for you as a Panthers fan, and this may be for the worse, is that you don't have your first-round pick. Yeah. So they're trying to win every week. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, we talked about Brian Burns probably being traded. He's one of their – Jeremy Chin's on IR for the rest of the season. Their, their roster is not Destitute. Good. Destitute. They uh, did you see? Uh, they allowed Terrace Marshall to like, seek a trade. <laughs> yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> that was news that we popped up on my phone. Yeah, it's like Kai Jones. Yeah, requesting a trade. Requesting a the, trade. Okay, yeah. here's my thing: playing the Panthers, and this goes for almost anything, but especially for teams like the Texans or the Jaguars, teams that are like, oh, we're pretty good, but they're notoriously terrible. Um, we have nothing to gain from playing the, the Panthers. Only no. we have the only, only lose. everything to lose here, yeah. and the Panthers have nothing to lose here. And I hate being in that situation. Yeah, I, I I think the reason that I am more confident than I normally would be is the Texans are coming off the bye. Yeah, they have been scouting the Panthers all week for so. two weeks. Um, the two things that have me mildly concerned: the Panthers. We're also on bye last week and have changed play callers. Yep. Offensive coordinator Thomas Brown, who was a sneaky, like, Texans interviewed him for the head coach, might have been our head coach mm-hmm. guy uh, from the McVeigh system. Can't be worse than what Frank Reich's been doing. No. So their offense should look better. And it's looking like Titus Howard is going to be our left guard all season, and I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of our three best linemen, and he is a very fine guard. And so the argument is you put your best five guys out there. I think it's different when it's a guy you're paying $18 million a year who's young, who is clearly a better tackle than guard. Yeah. I, I fully agree. Plus, the tackles are just more worth it. Yeah. Like, they're, the tackle versus guard argument... It's they're different. They're totally different realms of importance. Yes. Uh, so I, I completely agree with you. Um, and George Fant has been fine. Yeah. And the argument is there's no good left guard on the roster. Josh Jones has gotten one one game to prove it and didn't look great. Yeah. Mind you, that was a game that Laramie Tunsil was not playing. It's true. The other left guard, the only slimmer of hope is that Juice Scruggs comes back and one of him or Jarrett Patterson becomes the left guard, the other stays at center. We have not heard anything about Juice Scruggs' injury. Mm -hmm. 
He was cleared to come off IR two weeks ago. Has not practiced once. I don't. I don't know what's going on there. These are champagne problems at this point in the Texans. Yeah, season. the O line's played really well, regardless of all. This. Has been a top fifteen ish unit, which is all you can ask for regarding all the uh, considering all these injuries. Right, should be top ten moving forward, in my opinion. I think it'd be a huge disappointment if it wasn't. Um, it'd be. It'd be. I'd be questioning what the hell's going on. If yeah, you, if there's not improvement yeah once you guys got these guys back um the for me i the panthers have to beat someone eventually it's super hard to go winless the browns did it it's really really hard to do that yeah it's just the browns Um, and the lions since 2000 right so i will be watching with bated breath until the texans put up their first points once they're once we have a once we have a lead there, I'll feel a little bit better. If we're until, up 10, I'm going to feel confident. Feel confident. But until we're there, I'm just going to be like, okay. <laughs> Do something. All right, here we go. Yeah. yeah um, as far as the rest of the team goes, CJ obviously playing yep. better than I could ever expect. Tank Dell's back. Tank Dell is back. Mm-hmm. Robert Woods is right. not going to play, mm-hmm. but he matters less. Tank Dell's more important at this point for sure um there tank dell and nico collins were both ranked in the top five of an espn wide receiver metric that came out this week yep got two two top five nfl wide receivers in (laughs) i saw a lot of people saying stuff like that and it's like (laughs) all right they're grading well that does not mean that they're like nico i'm ready to say is a top 20 wide receiver in the nfl i'm ready to say deandre hopkins who uh who remembers that um, Andre Johnson. Oh. All right. Calm down. <laughs> uh, and oh. Tank looks great for a rookie in the games he's played. Uh, like I said, the Panthers' defense is pretty destitute right now. Those three, CJ, Nico, Tank, should have a pretty good game. If they don't, I'll be a little disappointed. Yes. The big guy that needs to show something is Damian Pierce. Oh, who thought we'd have be having this conversation? Not me. That's for sure. Yeah. He may just not fit this offense, and that sucks. Um, it's been too many games, though, where he has not produced. Where it's like, it's not, like, it's, it's like, there's, it comes back to him eventually. Like, yeah. He's getting some touches. He needs to be producing something. Yeah. And he's just not. This is supposed to be a super running back friendly offense. Yeah. Um, he doesn't look nearly as explosive as he did last year. I don't really know what's up, but hopefully, I mean, the Panthers have a bottom five run defense in the NFL. This is the week to do it. If he doesn't this week, we'll probably need to see Devin Singletary playing more because he's been great. Yeah. Yeah, it's super weird. Um, I don't know. Who knows? You get the new, you get the full offensive line back. Maybe that helps grease the wheels. I don't. I don't know. Aside from him simply playing better, that that would happen. Yeah, yeah. So Agreed. super weird. Uh, defensively, missing still a bunch of guys. We've we've looked good for several weeks in a row now. Yeah. Um, that Falcons game sucked, but I'm not going to put too much of that on the defense because they held the Falcons to like 18 points or something, like 21 points. Yeah. Um, and Will Anderson is going to I said it to start the podcast he is going to put up some stats soon he is playing like a top 10 edge rusher right now 
and the stats will come. I agree. I fully agree. Let's shift into the Jaguars. We actually played this week. Yeah. Beat the Saints. Yeah. A bit of a barn burner. (laughs) Saints came back there at the end. They did. I mean... I'm not that I'm not that upset that the Saints came back. No. Um, and for those of you who are who are thinking, oh well, Foster Moreau catches that touchdown, like it's a tie game. I think the I think the Jaguars still win that game. Yes. Um, I'm not I'm not that pressed about it, um, and cry about it, loser. Um, oh, Foster Moreau's had a tough year. I uh, I'm speaking specifically to the people who are saying that okay. stuff, not to Foster <laughs> okay. himself, okay. and more to Derek Carr. Yeah. Who tried to throw Chris Olave into the bus, even though he wasn't even supposed yeah. to look Olave's way on the fourth down. So that was entirely his fault. He threw it at him. Terrible throw. Terrible idea. It wasn't supposed to be a part of the play. And then he has the audacity to get mad at Chris Olave for it. Anyway, um, I think the Jaguars look pretty good. I think that um, Calvin Ridley is still an enigma to me. Dude, I don't get What's it. What's going on? He's open a lot. Let's force feed him the ball a little bit. We're not doing that. Um, I think Christian Kirk is still freaking so awesome. Good. Love to see he's it. He's so good. Talk about maybe my coldest take of the season after the first game. Being like, I'm worried that he's not going to be a huge part of this offense because he's not out there in two wide receiver sets. He's been phenomenal every single game since. So he has. You know, I have to be a big man and admit when I'm wrong. And I was wrong. Proud about of you. That. Uh, um, Trevor still looks great. So good. Has looked great. With comfortably a bottom five offensive line in football. Yeah, the offensive line has been a problem. It sucks. But he was taking a ton of sacks in the first couple games, and he's gotten back towards what he looked like last year, where avoiding sacks was his superpower. Which is just, again, another note for Trevor. He's great. Like, he's he's phenomenal at avoiding sacks, <laughs> and, he's, and he's shown that the last couple weeks. Um... That being said, we've yet to in this even with the Bills game, which I still think was probably our best showing yes. of the season. Um, we've yet I've yet to see a game where we've really complete. Where I feel like we're like this is the peak of what we're playing. As. Yeah. this is the best we've played. This is the and best. That's okay, played. and that's okay. I'd love to peak later in the season, but I have to see it eventually. And I've yet to see a single game of our defense where we haven't had three or four plays where. We are t- it looks like the entire defense is totally lost. It happened against the Saints in that comeback. It, it, there were a couple plays where, against the Saints, against Derek Carr, we just looked like we had no clue what was going on. Yeah. And those lapses are what bury you against teams. Oh, yeah. If you're playing a team that's as good as you are and you have those lapses, if you're in the playoffs, the other team's not going to have those lapses. And that shit's going to bury well, you. Well, they might this year. Every team does suck. The NFL this season, it's great. As a Texans and Jags fan, because yeah. our teams are in it. Super weird. <laughs> we though. shouldn't be. <laughs> Based on how we've played, our team should not be in it. Yeah. The one thing, what I will say is the Jaguars are 5 and 2. Sure. It's their best start in a long time. I can't remember. A long time. Are we alive? Time. <laughs> um, which is awesome. And our two losses, which I talked about plenty when they happened. We're in a time where we were playing atrocious football. Yes. Totally different teams, frankly. I talked plenty about the Jack Tyson's game. I think that is... I still think that's one of the worst performances I've seen 
this season. You play that exact um, game ten times, the Texans win one, maybe two of those. So, so that was atrocious. And in the, in the, the Chiefs game, we went one for six in the red zone and lost to them by ten points, I think, or, or roughly ten points. Like, both those games were very, were winnable games. And so I look at her season, and as much as I bitch and moan about a lot of the stuff that we've been doing, we're five and two, and two of those, and both those losses, we had the opportunity to win. So um, I I can't be that upset with it. And we play five the, and two. We play the Steelers this week, and the Steelers, like I mentioned earlier, just hap- just win. They yeah. keep winning, and to the point where I'm like, okay, they're a competitive team. Like yeah. it's, it's unavoidable to to admit that they're competitive. Yeah. And this game, I really doubt that it's a blowout. Um, so it's it's probably going to be a competitive game. I'm not going to pretend like our defense is some stalwart thing. They're gonna they're gonna score their points, and we're gonna score our points. And uh, at towards the end of the game, it'll probably come down into the fourth quarter when when someone wins. Yeah, the offense is gonna have to make a drive. What I will say is, all this is to say, Jaguars fans, don't freak out if it's close. The Steelers are a pretty good team. Yeah. Um, They've had one bad game this season. Yeah, it, it, so happened to it's, be against the Texans. It's a pretty good team, and um, I think it's going to be a closer game. It's a long season. We play a lot of really good teams still on our on our uh, schedule, and uh, man, I just hope we've already beaten the Falcons and the Saints. I really hope we could just finish off the AFC sweep the, the NFC North, NFC South, South. yeah. The Bucks and the and the Panthers. If we drop a game to one of those, I'll be kind of upset. But we're five and two. I really think we have the capabilities to lose five games or less this season. Um, Damn. Uh, we're playing really. We're we're five and two, and we still have not played close to our best football, in my opinion. Yeah, the so schedule really does get harder. It it does it does, um, and we you know. We gave up a, t- a game to the Texans, which we probably shouldn't have done, and that hurts us here. But we're we are getting better as time goes on, in my opinion. Without a doubt. And there's a lot of teams that are kind of floundering here in the middle of the season. Yes. So, you know, I, I'm I'm getting to the point where I'm getting more confident in the Jaguars to where every time we go into a game, I'm I'm at that point at the end at the same point I was at the end of last season where I was like, all right, we could beat these guys in every single matchup. So, yep. And we don't, you know. You play the Niners. We play the that, Niners. That will be the is, only game this season where I'm like, okay, well, Jets yeah, probably and don't win this one. They probably shouldn't, but you know, have the Niners Good. have the Niners uh, won in the last two weeks? They have not. No, they haven't. The Jaguars have won two games in that span. So, um, I just, I don't know. Things are good for Jaguars fan. We literally play the Niners next week, so. Yeah. We'll see. But Niners next week, and, I mean, we have to play our whole division almost, except for the Colts again, which those are always crapshoots, whether or not we win those games. We play the Bengals, who are going to be better. We play the Browns, who I've been talking about, and the Ravens, who just – we have a tough schedule. but I will say, since you mentioned the AFC South, one thing that we haven't mentioned is that Ryan Tannehill's been out, and it's an indefinite injury. Um, he's going to be out for a long time. He's not getting the surgery that he got last year, so that means he probably does come back at some point. We'll see. Um, last week, Malik Willis played the whole game. Yep. He is Malik Willis. We don't need any more com- we confirmation We probably see that. Will Levis at some point. They have announced Will Levis is the starter this week. Oh! So, big time. 
he is a guy that some projected to be the number one pick this year. He was not. Not even close. Not even close. Uh, he wasn't even the number one pick in the second round. Just to, it shows again that I think those people who are draft analysts, like the like the ESPN show up on the night for the draft, these are my rankings. I don't think that they should be paid for that job. I don't think they know what they're talking about because no one knows what they're talking about. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's tough because those guys definitely, depending on the person, some some draft guys do a ton of research, are are honestly pretty good at scouting, know what they're talking about, but you also need to know what the teams are doing. Yeah, and and a lot of people know one or the other or neither, and then they they're. Pre- their predictions are always bad. I think if we didn't have those guys, we'd still hear and end up with roughly the same uh, draft board that we end up with those guys in existence. Yeah. Anyway. Fair. Um, so, we'll see Will Levis this week. Um, honestly, it's a pretty... this How he looks in the next couple weeks has pretty big implications on the AFC South's future. Because if he's good... And he might be. You never know until he touches the field. The fact that they played Malik Willis before him probably doesn't mean the fact great that things. they basically tried everything to keep him away from the field. But if he's good, that sucks for us. Sure, I'll put my money down. He's not good. Okay, I'll put that money down. Well, you also uh, put money down that the Texans will not win two more games. And I'm doubling down. I'm doubling down on that. (laughs) That's happening. They have three wins right now. They only get two more rest of season. Okay. Oscar's just a shell of a human. Yeah, I would be. I would be. Um, I feel like I had... Oh, Jag's question. Sure. It's been a hotly talked about topic, and it sucks at this point. It's like when people try to do the Derek Stingley, Sauce Gardner thing. Trevon Walker is probably the wrong pick at this point. And you said it the day of the draft. Wish you had taken Aiden Hutchison. Remove him from the picture. Sure. How do you feel about Trevon? Um, Just like as a player in general, uh, I... I still like Trayvon. Yeah. Not, I've, I've never even really been that mad at him. No. Um, his rookie season wasn't anything, like, to gawk at, but um, he was also injured for several games in that season. There were a lot of things going in there. And, frankly, I think he's kind of been exactly what we said he what they said he would be when he came in. Really athletically gifted and extremely – he barely played football at Georgia. Yeah. Just like the most raw you could possibly be coming into the league, yep. he still is that. Yep. Um, I'm just really not that that pressed about it, and okay, he he good. needs to get better over the season, and I I need to see him get some more sacks and like show up on the stat sheet a little bit more as the season go on goes on. But I don't. There might be some. There's probably a, a section of Jaguars fans out there that are really upset about it. I'm I'm fine with it. it. I don't I don't lose any sleep over that. Yeah. And Josh Allen is is making up for it. He's, well, he's, he's he's been one of the so best good. edge defenders this season he's in so the good. NFL. He's top of the list in in pressures and he's gotten a number of sacks and he's he's just really good at football. So yep. he makes up for some of that. He does. Um, I think if the Jags are to hit their ceiling, Trevon has to hit. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But he hasn't. 
he, he's not a bust. A no, lot of people yeah. call him that. And yeah, and it's... It's because Aiden Hutchinson was the next pick. Yeah, and Aiden, Aiden's had some flashy games, and he's been really good. He's been better. He's it's not arguable whether he's been better. He has been better, but um, yeah, I, I, frankly, it's gonna take like three or four years before I can label Trayvon a bust because he's gotta learn how to play yes. the position. Yes, and the Jaguars coaching staff need the one. The thing I do need to see is the Jaguars coaching staff needs to keep using him differently. I need to see them use him in every way they can possibly think of. And they have. They've been lining him up they've, in defensive tackle. Been he's been exactly off-ball that. linebacker. Yeah, so just see what works because I, I do think he's he has the skills to, to make something work. So Make a lot of things work, man. Yeah. He's, he's supremely talented. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just still figuring out the football IQ stuff. And also back to Derek Carr, it made me smile. The uh, video got posted of him talking to Derek Carr after he threw that fourth down ball at the end of the game to Chris Olave, and he was getting mad. And I think he said something like, play wasn't there, bud. Olave was there, play wasn't there, bud. Walks away. I was like, let's go. Thank you, <laughs> oh, Love that. <laughs> so he's talking, which I love. It, the court, I mean, Jalen Ramsey was my favorite player for a long time. I love Cornerbacks are my favorite because the shit talkers of the league. Yeah. I love the shit talk. Yeah. I'm here for it. Um, I will say Jags fans should feel better about Walker over Hutchinson than Texans feel about Stingley over Sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Stingley's just so injured. That's it's the hard, thing, It's man. hard to say and, anything. And, and once you get to this point in your career with so few games played, like, almost no one makes it. Yeah. And Aiden Hutchinson has been good, but Sauce, this year, the first year especially, this year is less so, but the first year especially, was like... He was one, an all-pro. One of the best CBs in the league. So, <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, and um, we'll still see with Stingley. I'm... At this point, I'm not holding out hope. I think uh, I've got a group chat with my Texans buddies, and th- all the talk has been the Texans are using this pick on a wide receiver next year because it's a really wide receiver-laden class. Yep. My opinion is if we continue to see what we've seen out of Nico and Tank, mm-hmm. and if either of John Mechie or Xavier Hutchinson can show us anything – we should de- devote some resource to wide receiver this offseason. Probably. But I'd much rather see us use a, a high pick on a corner. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Because our corners that have started all year are old, and we don't. We should not count on Derek Stingley playing for us ever. No, I think it'd be, I think it'd be ill-advised to count on him to come back and, and be much of anything, um, as sad as it, as it is to say. I I'm still hesitant on the wide receiver core in Houston. That's all. Fair. I, no, very you, fair. Like you called it, you, you you're ready to um say Nico's a top 20 guy in the NFL. Yes. I think he's played like one thus far in the season. I'm not going to argue that. He's been a top 20 guy this this he's far. He's been a top 10 guy so far this season. Um I'm just not ready. Yeah, that's fine. Maybe yeah. by the end of the season, small I'll, sample size. End of the season, I'll probably be closer. If he can, if he does this for a whole season, I'll probably be there. Um, but, yeah, I'm. I feel but, the same way about a lot of things. Um, so far, so good. And yeah, if you get to the end of the season and these guys look like they've looked so far, then I really don't think they would use their first 
pick on wide receiver. I think the only way that they do is if Amika um, Agbuka from yeah. Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, and of course, and this, I should say, if, if he does make it there and he's the best player available, which he might be at that point, and they pick him, good pick. It's always a good idea to be taking plus best yes, player available. Agreed. It's like when I mean the freaking Cowboys when they took CD Lamb, they didn't need a wide receiver at that point. That was not their biggest need. He was the best player available. It worked out great for him. And now, if they had not taken him, really they would respect. be in a bad spot. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'm fine. I, I, if the Texans take a wide receiver in the first round. I'm not, not going to be mad about almost any pick. I think the only thing that I would be mad about is us taking a running back. Yeah. All right. Well. Last thing that I did want to discuss. Hit me. And then we can maybe talk about fantasy football, but I'm also cool to not because my team has been sucking. Um, the Ringer published a trade value piece. Sure. And they did nine, They ranked 90 players. I think there were like 110 on the actual list. A lot of guys. That were honorable mention for some reason or the other. I didn't count the Jags, but I think that there were four. I think Trevor, obviously, and then um, uh, Josh Allen and uh, Tyson Tyson Campbell. Campbell, yeah. And that may be it. Maybe Travis Etienne. Okay. Maybe. There were five Texans on the list. Wow. And I think had they done this exercise last year, we might have had one. And that'd be Laramie Tunsil. Yeah. Uh, Nico Collins and Derek Stingley were, like, right at the tail end. Nico was 90th and Derek Stingley was, like, 88th or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laramie Tunsil was 40th. Yeah. Will Anderson was like 35th. And CJ Stroud was 11th. Wow. Rookie. Has the whole rookie contract ahead of him. He's played great. And if you clicked on the description under it, the author, Shil Kapadia, said, I originally had him 5th. Yeah. And I said to myself that the sample size is too small. And I completely agree with that. I just, you know, there's a lot of people who we've seen really lighted. There's a lot, not not just quarterbacks, there's a lot of players we've seen really lighted up early and they don't end up working out. It's just always the worry, but... Um, and it's the worry with me is, is the... It's the same worry I had with the Jaguars when they started looking good. The only reason it's... I've kind of left that worry aside is because they've looked here for multiple years now the worry is it's the Texans and I just yeah, I, half of me is waiting for the shoe to dra- the other shoe to drop of just like what is going to go wrong here I said that to my dad on the phone yeah. driving I, over here I'm so conditioned to know something yes. is coming and you know hopefully it doesn't the amount of times that a team has been set up with a rookie head coach who looks as good as D'Amico does so far, one of the best defensive player callers in the league, a defensive end who is a rookie playing as a top 10 player at his position, and a quarterback who's a rookie playing as a top 10 player of his position. Yep. 
that's really hard to fuck up. It's the Houston Texans. Yeah, it's really it's really hard to fuck up, and it's also there is still a big jump that has to be made at some point in the next handful of years. Not certainly not this season, but in the next handful of years of coming going from dangerous like fun young team to contender, which is ultimately the yes. goal. There's yep. a that's a big jump to make. Yeah. Um, it's when the Jaguars are probably in the midst of trying to make right now. Uh, working um, there. Working yeah. there. And it's and it's one that and that's the jump that a lot of teams don't Fail. end up making. Yes. And that's yeah. the problem. Yeah. But if you make that jump, you turn into a, you know any you know, then you run into the there's a couple jumps. There's that jump and then there's a jump that like the Bills are facing where they're contenders every year, but they can't seem to make that jump into actually making them. It's just it's that so hard a, to win the Super Bowl. That is a long way down the road. I know, the I know. It's just we, so hard to win the We need to even compete for the playoffs before yeah. I start making... Make a playoffs, by Yeah. yeah. <laughs> before I start making... The question sort of, will be, in the next couple of years, is you have these pieces, right? To yeah. To make a good team. There should be playoff appearances and, and, and starting to see success like in the next two years. Like maybe. next year, we should make the playoffs. Yeah. That's, that's where we're entering a different sort of pressure of real success needs to be happening here. Yeah. Otherwise, we start to question it fast. Yeah. So. And that's why the fact that the Jags went from Urban Meyer to playoff team yeah. in a year was insane. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Hopefully the Texans can do the same. As a wild card, of course. Um, of course. <laughs> I, I, I've said this a couple of times this season. I was like, I'm, I am fully in on the Texans. Until they're tied or ahead of us in the division standing, then I will be against them until they're one game behind, and then we're fine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't think that you're going to have to worry about that that much this season. Not this season. Could I, it could be a problem going forward, though. Soon. All right, I think. Uh, yeah, I think that's all I got. That's all I got. I think we're uh, approaching the hour mark here, mm-hmm. so that's a that's a pretty good cutoff. Thank you to Wyatt for listening. Wyatt this stuck whole time. around. Yeah, even in uh, we had a for for those listening to the podcast recording later, we had a, a small small break here. Yeah, and Wyatt stuck through it. So appreciate him. Mm-hmm. Any other people you want to say thank you to before I... Thank you to Trayvon Walker. Yeah. I still have faith in my boy. You should. Also, I didn't know about that shit talking. That yeah. that makes me feel mm-hmm. a lot better about him. Yeah. Anyone who wants to shit talk Derek Carr, please feel free. Yeah. Man, sorry. We're supposed to be closing. I, I think on this podcast before this season was like, oh, Derek Carr is still like a top half quarterback. He's not even close, man. He's not close. I'll take the win on that one. I you was should. against him from the beginning. You should. Yeah, I was against him very early. Yeah, I I thought he was in that Kirk Cousins zone. He's not even close. Give Kirk Cousins his credit. He's he is the benchmark for that area of the NFL. It's difficult to be Kirk Cousins. It is. CJ's CJ's on his way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you to Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Foster Moreau. Yeah. For the Butterfingers. Well, I'm going to say thank you to Foster Moreau and screw any Saints fans who gave you a hard time this week because Fair. you have been a warrior this season yeah. and uh, been, a, been a joy to see you come back to football. Thank you to Victor Wamanyama. Thank you. 
a lot of people had a lot of hot takes. Stephen A. Smith, first and foremost, about we need – maybe he's not that good. You know, We need to take a chill pill and <laughs> – Stephen A. Smith has paid $30 million to say shit like yes. that, though. Um, uh, here's my hot take. He's going to be fine. You see all the people <laughs> posting uh, he, he put up 16 points, two rebounds, and – like six for nine shooting, yeah. and Tim Duncan put up sixteen points, two rebounds, and six for nine shooting in his in his first game in thirty five minutes. Victor only did it in like twenty three. So. Pretty good, uh, I guess. Tim Duncan sucks. Well, we already have the next Tim Duncan mm-hmm. in Heaven Mobley, right. according to you, uh-huh. from your own mouth, not mine. I actually disagree with that take. That's from you, from Oscar. Uh, sure. So he has to be above that. So he's maybe the next Evan Mobley. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Shoot for that. Okay. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> All right. I was Let's about to thank you. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you, Oscar, for being such a wonderful co-host. Yeah. Thanks for having me back, bud. <laughs> uh, and thanks to our listeners, as always, for coming in and hating yourselves with us. We will see you next week.